Blog Talk Radio. Animal here on March 15th, March 1 5, 2017. Now, you know, yesterday I got a message on LinkedIn from someone I don't know. He's in India and he wanted to let me know that he has 10 years of HR experience and he'd like me to find him a job in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, there's a lot of Indian people in southern Ontario, where I live, right? And with cheap long distance and the Internet, there's constant communication between immigrants and their friends and family back home. But you know what? In spite of this, people don't seem to know much about what it's like here. For instance, this guy thought that someone would actually pay me <laughs> to hire just a regular, average, run-of-the-mill HR person from halfway around the world, right? You know, when I spoke to someone else recently who came here last year, and she's a professor. She's very smart. She's got a Ph.D., but she never expected that she might have a problem finding a job here, right? And as far as I can tell, this is very very common. I, I was talking to people 10 years ago with the same illusions. They're here already, and they get mad. Why doesn't everybody recognize that I'm good? I remember one exception in all those years. About 10 years ago, I found a guy on a job board of all places who had a strong R&D background from the automotive industry in India, and I placed him at a company that was making special keyboards for gamers. So what's my point? What's my point? People are always saying that job hunters know so much. They know so much these days. Bill, be quiet. Hey, don't make noise. I told you. No noise. I'm almost done. Hey, job hunters are supposed to know so much these days. He ruined my rhythm. But you know what? They don't know so much. Because of the internet, they're supposed to know so much, but they don't. And if you disagree with me, I dare you to call in right now to Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal me blocked off now hey jerry if you would ever call in you know uh, a minute or two early before the show starts like i said the other day dude i'm actually running a corporation here <laughs> yeah i know i'm not sitting around in my stretchy pants looking out my second story apartment window wondering if anybody's gonna stop by and see me today yeah. like, oh, you, oh, oh, like some like hey, some oh last week Last week, you didn't like the topic, and you just disappeared, right? What kind of again, worker is that? Again, sometimes business happens Wednesday yeah. at noon. 
I, I know you can probably hardly picture that. I can't that. hardly picture You know why? Because I know you yeah. don't do anything. you got people working yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. All I, do, I go out to the mailbox every All couple of days and just see if anybody found desk. my address to send me money. It's great. You run. You run from your desk to the fridge all day. That's all you do, okay? It's exercise. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, look, I got something to talk to you about, Jerry, before we get started. I want to ask you a question. Don't, don't you say, dare bushwhack me here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Look, let's say you, you move around a lot. You're changing Internet providers all the time. It's God, a smart love person, to. A smart person is going to get a Gmail address that's going to stay stable. It's going to stay the same. Of course. You know what? Especially you'd think a thought leader would do that. Like but me. No. And Bill. That's not, that's not good enough for today's guest. I had half a dozen email addresses what? for him, and oh not one God. of them was correct. Right. Hey. And that makes me mad. It's wrong. <laughs> I got a this, great point. I got an email yesterday. From a guy who sent me an email from the business card I dropped off in person to him nearly 15 years ago. He said, uh, okay, I'm hoping this go? is still your address. We need to hire a developer. Uh-huh. 15 years okay. ago, I gave him my card, Animal. Good for you. Good for you. Okay. But we have Good for something him. That, we got a fantastic thought leader as the guest today, but we've got something to teach him. Mm-hmm. Bill Borman, are you listening? I'm listening in, animal. Hi, Bill. Oh, Hi, Jerry. Okay. Well, I don't even have to ask him what the... Back again. You have, Show number no five. There's no possible excuse. There's no possible excuse for what you've done with your Show email. number five? Yeah, That's a well, record, yeah, I believe. Show. There must be some kind of record. That's a record. Uh, Maureen, will you the... research that real quick, hon? <laughs> <laughs> Maureen okay. can call some people and ask them. I'm sure some people know. Oh, I guess today sounds a bit like Alfred Hitchcock, and his uh, his uh, email his Twitter address is b i l l b o o r m a n, and that's only for the newbies because everybody knows Bill Borman, the former agency recruiter, who's now an international recruiting sensation. He consults to startups and corporations all about recruiting online. Is that correct, Bill? Is that a pretty good short introduction? That's a kind of short introduction, yeah. Okay. Without what the about... international, without the thought leader bit, but yeah, that's cool. Okay, everybody <laughs> knows you're a thought leader. You know what? What you the know, hell is a thought leader? You know, step one, one to be the thought leader, night. first have a the thought. The stars are shining bright and the wind goes high above the trees. Okay, Bill, anything, do you want to sing a song or should we just get going? Let's just get going, man. Okay. You, usually you only know one song, God Save the Queen, and you won't even sing it properly. Look, here's what you say, Bill. Bill Borman says people don't care about company culture or a company's contribution to the world. They care about how is this job going to advance me and make me more employable. And that means, recruiters, that you should forget about employer brand and EVP, employee value proposition or employment value proposition, and you should start thinking about job. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. What did I miss? (laughs) Did I miss something? No. You have to tell us what kind of sandwich you went to get, Jerry. Okay. No, actually, I actually just got a phone call from one of the largest defense contractors in the world, buddy. 
Yeah. When they call, I answer the phone. Okay. So Bill Borman says right on there, Tim at General Dynamics. That's what comes up on my phone. Ooh, when that when that shows up, I take the call. Hold on, let me write that down. I have to call Tim at General Dynamics. Well, Good luck. Bill's a guest. I'll give you his Jerry. number. Okay. Jerry, Bill's a guest, not you. Okay, Bill's get that a, through your head. Okay, you? Bill Borman then. Back yeah. to Bill. Okay. Bill says, forget about employer brand. Forget about employee value proposition and start thinking about job brand and individual values. Bill, that's sensational. If I said something like that, they'd say I was just, you know, trying to be clickable. What do you mean? Well, I think it's, I think it's pretty simple. I think we, we've been talking for a long time about employer brand, and when we look from company to company, all we've ended up with is what I call employer bland. So if you are looking for a job or looking at career sites, or looking at job descriptions, they all look exactly the same. It's very difficult to choose one from another. On the other, the other fact behind it is that people are moving jobs and staying for much shorter periods of time than before. So, average is 2.7 years in the states before they're moving from company to company. That means people are interested in jobs now, not I'm going to join this company and stay there for 20, 30 years until I retire. Which means they're interested short term. What's the team? What's the people? What's the job? Have you been reading my stuff lately, Bill? And if so, are you making any money off this? Because that's me. I've been saying that now for years. Yeah. Well, I I think you've come back to this is exactly where where we're at now. And I think that the point is by the time companies catch up with things like brand and culture fit, which was important maybe – three years ago or four years ago, people have changed and moved on and want something different. Okay, look, Bill, uh, uh, what you know what? What right now is, uh, Jerry, how is this uh, Jerry, job going to help me? Okay, Jerry can claim your ideas uh, as if it's going to help him. But look, what your ideas yeah. aren't really holding that much water. You say the culture doesn't matter. The culture matters, short-term or long-term. Don't tell me it doesn't. You want to know, just like you said, what kind of people are you going to be working with? What kind of ideas do they have about their approach to work and how they deal with each other? That's important. That's part of yeah, the EVP. Animal, animal, that really doesn't matter. That, so things like, is the company I'm going to work for going to save the planet? Is it doing good in the world? All this kind of stuff that we're, <laughs> we're hearing about being really important. If that's the case, why do companies like Philip Morris or Goldman Sachs or some of the arms manufacturers get more applications than they ever have before. Because they pay well, pay you get good vacation time, well and, and the work is fine. They pay well, and people are very focused on jobs now. How is this going to help me in my career? How is it going to change things? So, And in terms of culture, you say, I'll go and work for an arse if he's going to make me or she's going to make me a better employee or more employable because i'm not staying in this company forever i'm not too worried about the culture of the company i'm just worried about the team this team this job how is this going to help me what am i going to learn okay bill i've read a dozen articles that claim that for millennials younger people the social contribution of the company is a big selling point what you're saying which makes sense to me that's that's absolutely untrue uh, it's basically bullshit. Everything I've seen um, from the time I've spent uh, speaking with people who term millennials, basically they've come back and said the single most important thing to them in their next job, in their next career, 
in the job that they take is hard cash and hard cash because they have student debt. Anything up to two hundred thousand dollars, it's the, it's the single biggest debt in the U.S. Um, it, 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 it is student debt. So, when, but are you then you offering like, the stupid people jobs? Yeah, well, well, I miss, yeah, exactly right. So, what what people are now talking about is, um, given the level of debt, um, the objective is for the first four or five of your years of your career, get yourself out of debt and get clear. Now, I think the interesting thing is the people who are worried and bothered about what company does are people who are much later in their career. Forget the millennial stuff, the Dan Schwabel and all that kind of thing, um, fiction. Think about the real stuff of people who are 40, 45, 50, coming towards the end of their careers. Oh, 50 is the end of your career? No, coming wow. towards the tail end when they're thinking less about oh, let's get in an organisation for 20 or 30 years and thinking about what's, what's, what's the next 10, 15 years going to look like. You know what, and, you know, Jerry, Jerry raised an interesting point. Hold on a second. Yeah. Well, first of all, before I, before I go to that, I want to quote something oh, else yeah. you said. You said there's lots of people who would love to be allowed to be arseholes at work. I would never say arsehole. That's a British term. But you say they don't care what companies are working for. Goldman Sachs got more applications during the financial crisis than ever before. And if they have a a mean, nasty culture at work, that's all the better. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Exactly. It's not about bad cultures. It's about bad culture fit. So if you want to go work, just say you want to go work for Exxon or you want to go work for a company where... Um, thieving or dishonest behaviour is allowed. There's plenty of people who are dishonest and want to go and work for dishonest companies. Um, uh-huh. So okay. we, we shouldn't hold up culture as being a measure of... Um, uh, and that's why I'm saying it's very personal and, and individual about um, what does this stand for what do I want out of it, rather well, what than about, being what a... About, what about length of career? Now, Jerry just said, you know, I'm not that old. I don't want to retire. And and so yeah. uh, how long? Oh, wait, wait, a minute, wait a minute! I want to retire. Well, well, first, first, well, <laughs> first of all, there's an important point don't on that. Don't put words in my mouth is, there. Yeah, uh, there's an important point on that, which isn't the case of people want to retire. I think many people can't retire globally. Mm, people cannot afford to retire. You know that. Yeah, because we're paying for everybody's health insurance. <clears throat> yeah, that's why oh, people God. work until they're seventy or, or, or mm-hmm. and older. Yeah, but what's yeah. wrong with working so, to your seventy? That's another thing. And there, okay, there's absolutely, there's absolutely, there's absolutely nothing wrong in that. But what that does, what that, what that probably will be, is that actually you're going to be looking on what a job's going to offer you and what it's going to be like. Quite different between when you're, um, you're going to be uh, actually everything we think applies to millennials um, in terms of worrying about what the company does and where they're going. I'm finding a prize actually to Yeah, you told us already. Hold on, I'm the whole You told us. You told us. You told us. Yeah, I'm going to move cool. on. Cool. Hey, animal. Animal. Yeah. When I was uh when I was distracted for a few minutes, yeah. Did I miss the part where Bill uh and I'm assuming I I did, where Bill lets us know what new thing is going on or what what's his latest thing? That. I mean, I've, he's back for number 5. He doesn't like like when you when you used to go on the Johnny Carson show, you were there because you have a new movie coming out. You just got a new book. Okay, what, Bill's what's, got what's Bill got coming actually. up here? Did okay, I miss so it? Bill's got True London, and he's got a webinar tomorrow. Bill, tell us all about them, please. Thank you, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I've got a webinar on. Um, I think it's about six six thirty a.m. It's an IBM webinar on the future of work, 
which is to do with the gig economy. Seven o'clock our time. Seven o'clock tomorrow yeah, morning. But, but, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I have a, a and True London is on Monday, which is my eighth True London kind of my flagship event. Um, but I rate, you know, there's always webinars. Right. We, we'll have about seventy True events this year. Man, so there, you're still going out at hardcore then around the planet. You're well, they're they're free for people to put on, so anyone can put them on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't make money from it. I make some money because of it, but I don't make money from it. It's really about connecting people in, um, connecting people who are recruiters and who are interested in talking about this. Stuff. If they want to uh, read about it online, if they want to read about True London online, where should they go? What what web address? True Immunity. There's two websites to look at. True Immunity, which is T R U M U N I T Y. Or if you want to look find out about me, go to Bill Borman got dot com and you'll find my movie, my life story movie twenty five minutes video if you have time yeah, to watch okay. that. True Unity is the stupidest web address. It's as stupid as your yeah. email problem. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Thank Spot you. Spot leader. Spot leader. How okay. helpful can you be, animal? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a I'll take that. Why don't you just punch this guy in the face right now? Bam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One more well, thing and then I'll open years. it up carry to the crowd. On. One more thing and I'll <laughs> open it up to the crowd. Bill. Felix Wetzel quoted you with saying, yeah. we, we recruiters think that people still use the phone. And you said that was only half a quote. It's only half that of was what half was a quote. Said. That was part of a presentation. What I was talking about is um, I was speaking to certain things. First of all, the audience was entirely third-party recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking to an agency rather than corporate perspective. And I was talking about the way agencies are are still heavily geared and run around making your 40 telephone calls and um, speaking to people on a telephone and still speaking about telephones as if they're connected by a wire. What I was talking about is actually (laughs) most people either don't want to talk on the phone or they don't want to talk cold on the phone to a stranger. They want to do that by invitation. And and that's really where I was was coming from, that where voice gets into the... um, relationship is actually much later and in fact something like real-time chat in a um, social media on a chat site like um, slack or anywhere like that it is actually uh, equal to what we would have considered a phone call in the past does anybody want to challenge bill or talk about that before i go to my ad i'm not sure what he said I, I, i would like to be in a position to challenge him i'm not sure what he said he said people don't like being called on the phone, cold calls. You know, without okay. Yeah, they never did, though, did they? Yeah, they never did. And if they really don't want to talk on the phone, you want to know something? I don't want to talk with them. I don't want them to be a candidate. And another comment, two other items that I'd want to challenge Bill Wait on. Wait a one, minute. So, you're, Alan, you're saying if somebody doesn't want to talk on the phone, you don't want to work with them? No, no, not necessarily. You know, that's a little well, snarky. Is what, I mean, that's what, that you, is just what you just said. No, that's a little, it's a little snarky. If okay. they don't want to talk on yeah. the phone... And we can say, can we schedule a call to have a conversation uh-huh. or something, you know, right. a, reason, a reasonableness about it. Let's talk. But if they, if they just basically do the standard, I hate all recruiters, I don't want to talk to you uh-huh. kind of thing, I'm getting cold called, hey, you know, or, hey, is it, sorry to bug you, is this a good time to talk? If not, I, Jerry, I got your name. You, you know what I mean. I apologize. Uh, I'll, I'll back that up. But right. I would like to challenge Bill on one or two items. Number, number one, on the Chase received the most, or Goldman received the most things during the recession. Let I me would just say, interject. 
uh, one second. Simon Math says on Twitter, is Bill Borman talking about companies like Uber? Exactly. He mentions Uber in the quote, okay? That's one of the companies. People want to work for them. Go ahead, Alan. Number one, don't you think that Chase and every company during the recession had a massive increase in applications simply because there was a recession and many people were looking for jobs? Number two, Bill, when you mentioned student debt, it look, it is a crisis it, or it's a very serious issue. But on the other side, I speak to high school and college kids all the time, and a lot of them are common sense. They don't want to go and, and debt themselves up to their eyeballs. And that item in itself tells me that they're a bit more intelligent than a lot of others were the ones that I want to go to Princeton just because I got accepted and take on $200,000 in loans. You know what? It's not the company's responsibility to pay you more money so you can take care of a debt that you might not have been intelligent enough to think about anyway. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the morals of, of either of those. I, I think you're on the money on both of those points. What, <laughs> what I point out is, first of all, what's actually happening. The reality is <laughs> we're hearing and we're reading that millennials will only work for companies who want to save the planet, who do social good, but the that, behaviors yeah. and the applications are showing us something quite different. But, okay. but really, aren't we okay. hearing... Okay. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Aren't we hearing that people want to do the social good and work for companies with a green initiative? We only ever heard that from ourselves, didn't we? And the well, people well, promoting that exactly, this, is, this is exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. Everything we heard about millennial and Gen Y... It's um, made up crap. Yeah. It, it, however, what I am seeing is those kind, that kind of thinking is applied later in people's careers. People fall Yeah, okay, we heard it five times enjoyable. already. I have to do an ad, okay? Fun. Let me do well, my ad. People sent you a commercial, dude. This show. See, you know we're getting into some good talk, and you need yeah, to I'm gonna force you, this I'm ad gonna in here. I'm going to put you in a block, okay? You want me to block yeah, you block today. Block me. Block me! Just be quiet for a minute, and I can do my app. And first, I want to say hi to a shout-out to Shannon Myers. Okay? (sighs) Shannon's listening to the show. The great Shannon Myers. Okay? Now, look, everybody. Have you ever heard the song Any Way You Want It by the Dave Clark Five? Maybe Bill Boyd knows it. We haven't heard that ever. I don't think I've heard that one. They're a famous English Okay. Well, that that song reminds me of my sponsor, PC Recruiter. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is very flexible. It's very versatile. And that means any way you want it is okay with them. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting. You want executive search? You got it. You want it for direct hire? You got it. You want it for staffing? Yes, you got it. PC Recruiter. Martin Snyder, the boss over there. He calls it the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. But I just like to say that if you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. They don't care what kind of recruiter you are. They love everybody. So check it out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Hey, just so you know, Animal, I did a self-imposed blockage of myself during thank that thank god ad. thank god so you didn't have and to i'm sorry i'm sorry i put you in that position of even considering it yeah it was disrespectful of me it I'm was sorry. okay bill I'm sorry. is the floor bill still bill open for questions bill borman there's no questions right now i have some topics i want to get to <laughs> bill borman 
How, what do you think of this sentence? I won't tell you who wrote it. Maybe you can guess. Don't waste time building an email list, like a pipeline, that's going to sit in a spam folder next to the desperate pleas of a prince from Nigeria. Don't waste time building an email pipeline list that's going to sit in a spam folder next to the desperate pleas of a prince from Nigeria. What do you think of that? you agree or disagree? I agree that you need to have an you need to have a detailed, accurate email list with some kind of intelligence behind it. Don't don't just build a list for the sake of building a list. I would agree with that. But use technology to build your list for you and to do your and do your recruitment marketing for you. It's very easy, it's a very easy thing to automate these days. So you believe in pipelines? Email pipelines are very important. Is that what you're saying? Uh, email pipelines are the right thing. So I, but what I think you've got is candidates and applicants as two different things. So candidates are those people who are connected with you, interested in, in what you're doing. Maybe you've talent mapped them, you've profiled them in the right thing. Um, what you want to be doing is making sure any message that you send to them has some intelligence behind it. So it's very relevant. It's short and very, very relevant, very to the point. Like what? So that What's when, I, when that email what, hits what my mobile, that? I know what it is. What, like what? Give us an example. It's impossible to say, to say an example without having a real, um, a, a real well, case in front of me. But, it, but, it, it, but you if sound, you've you got... You sound like you're talking out of your hat. Right. You're okay. doing the same no, thing okay, that these okay, people okay. talk about. Hey, 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 hey. Animal. Animal, if I'm sending an email to a Java developer who is in Minnesota, I want it to be something related to Java development. And from Minnesota, I don't want it to be one of those spam emails that just reads like rubbish that we get hundreds of every day. It needs to be very relevant. and vague and and airy-fairy and and cloudy to me. Okay, you said almost nothing in that in that regard about you know what? If you believe this is this is how. Animal, animal, this is how you have to think of marketing and, and everything that you're doing now, which is um, even if you've got 100 people on the list, it is marketing, to a, marketing a message to an audience of one. So every single message needs to be personalized in some way and needs to, needs to have a high degree of relevance to hit home. So pipelines okay, okay, work okay. well as long as you think about pipelines in the right way and you make you your know list what, very, you know very what relevant. I'm hearing? I'm hearing, uh, here's a guy who runs around the world uh, talking yeah. at conferences, and he's endorsing email pipelines as an exact uh, as, as a necessity. But when you ask him for one example, a specific one, he can't come up with one. What does that tell yeah. you? It's not that important. That's what it means to me, okay? I think, I, I think your, pipeline, your, your pipeline and your messaging, from the first point you contact someone or someone contacts you, you should reach in your business a talent tipping point, right? We na- we naturally reach this a okay, talent tipping point much. when you Does anybody when else you're want already to talk connected with this? all they're the people you ever need. What are we nothing. talking about? Does somebody want to talk to him about this? Anybody want to comment before we move on? Move on. Okay. I'm on. trying to take a selfie right now so I can are post you? it. Oh, my God, Jerry. Send it to me. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bill, Bill, I read this online. Yeah. A woman said, I'm going to be interviewing for a new role, a new job, and I know they will ask me about some innovative ideas to bring in customer service and distribution center supervisors. 
Can anyone suggest something that will knock the interviewer's socks off? You know, you're always into these innovative solutions. Uh, does anything come to mind? What you actually do to attract people for customer service is very, is very simple. Very targeted messaging and live chat. People like live chat events, um, real-time internet. So build a list, invite the right people to a chat, bring them to a chat with the opportunity to apply. Or apply or connect. Very, very simple. They come? They come, yeah. Very very simple. These things are happening all the time. So you find... If you want to put a marketing term around it, we call it immersive branding, but... What do you call it? Immersive branding, but it's it's real-time chat. Um, Real-time chat and chat events on the web around either jobs, opportunities, markets, things that are going on, or connecting people. People want to in, talk in, to people. They don't want to read content anymore. Yep. Any any chance you've uh, got an example for us of someone who's done that or that you perhaps have done yourself? Yeah, well, I, can, can, I, can I throw something in here, throw on a point? Yeah. I think yeah. a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the points Bill is making today really are um, none of this stuff really was a factor. I mean, he's he's talking about the things that people don't want anymore when – it seemed like that was the, all the hype over the last couple of years when it never really worked to begin with. So what he's saying is uh, what people have been running around the planet discussing and promoting and all this stuff never worked. Content, all that crap, the whole culture experience, work for a company that wants to change the world, it, ne- it never worked. Jer- Jerry, yeah, let me tell you what happens. So, okay, uh, yeah. You've got a real good example. Some people do something innovative and they do it really well. And then they get on the conference circuit. So they come out of conference and they say, here's my presentation, here's my deck, this is the thing I did and it was great. By the time they're talking at it at a conference, um, in the normal conference format, it's normally 12 to 18 months after they actually did it. So, for example, people still ask me to go to conferences and talk about Hard Rock Cafe. I did that six, six years ago. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It, it's a nice story, but no longer relevant. Okay. Um, so that is a great uh, once people go out, then more people see this message, more people write blogs about it, more people hear about it and say, oh, okay, now we need to get an employer brand or an EVP or any one of these kind of um You know, Bill, 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 and, Bill. And then what happens no, Bill, is Bill, they listen start, to me. They, I'm going to help you. Bill, let me go ahead, Bill. Okay? Continue, oh, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Let me... Let, let me finish. No, so that, so that they start doing things ahead, at a point when once everybody's doing it, it's yep. no longer unique, it's no longer innovative, um, and it becomes employer bland. It becomes very boring, and people have moved on to something else, like hashtags, life at hashtags, mm, mm, mm. What, okay, all that kind Bill. of stuff. It Bill, worked for some people for a Bill, period of time. Bill, briefly, Bill. briefly. You're yep. just dodging the question I asked you. Do you have an example about these live chats for employment? Like it's like a job fair online, a live chat. Do you have one example? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. I can give you a, an example of um, Bob Co Engineering. I can give you an example of. Um, and and I'm, I'm thinking off the, the off, off the top of my head, what, but people what, like um, Bank of America. What was the platform yeah. for the chat? What was the platform for the chat? I can help you. Okay? Either meet and engage. Meet and engage. It was called meet and engage? 
Meet, meet and engage. Yeah, um, it, it's one of the platforms. You, one of the platforms you could use. Other people have been using other, doing similar things on um, real time web chat. A, any real time. They're, they're not very. Are they? They're not very private, are they? Are they group discussions? You have to go there, give your name. Uh, group, and group, 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 group discussions with private rooms and anonymous logging, like any kind of forum. I actually think what it's done is gone back to. Um, the original message boards in a more dynamic way. So we've gone back kind of full circle to where we started out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. But it's real-life chat. The other point is it's connections between um, employees and people in the company rather than, pe- rather than um, people outside the company and... Uh, recruiters. Yeah, we've been it, hearing it, about that for 10, or, coming 10 late years. To the we've been hearing about that for 10 years as well. Felix Wetzel, well, life. buddy, Felix Wetzel quoted you as saying that 80% of what recruiters do can and should be automated. What exactly were you referring to? I'm all for that. Everything, everything from um, sourcing, searching, matching, um, Long list to short listing, email communication, text messaging, interview scheduling, logistics, all the things that we see. But uh, that once we look at people working in the recruiting function, are spending more and more of more and more of their workflow can and should be automated. Now, I think what the challenge is going to be is if we automate 80% of the work, do we cut 80% of the recruiters or do we actually say that 20% of the time spent um, with people, whether that's in whether that's in live chat, voice chat, networking, whatever it is, should we actually be increasing the amount of time we're spending on that rather than cutting the number of recruits? I think that will be the the real challenge for, for leaders in recruiting. Yeah, okay. But hold on, Bill. You said, okay, sourcing should be automated. Can you give us an example of how sourcing can be automated, like a, a search, a real search, or a theoretical search that a machine yeah, can do? Yeah, so, so if we look at anything from, if you looked at Career Builder, you want to talk about some products, but if you looked at Career Builder CSP, um, the candidate sourcing platform that came out of Broadbean, if you look at um, Entello, if we look at any of these aggregators, uh, increasingly uh, um, re- relinked data, Magio, any of these data aggregators can search for people on the web in the same way as a human would, can build effective streams, can long list people, uh, and use other factors to see what they're doing. So what so, do you do? Just feed a job description into this absolutely. software? You know, I, 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 I think that's what you need to do. And the other, the other point is, I think, um, if we're talking about corporate recruiting or even agency recruiting, we actually now have enough connections to to be able to work the data that we have rather than constantly trying to bring in new people. So if, you, if you're connected with half a million people, if you can search their data in real time and match them to jobs as they come up, you don't need any more. You don't need to be advertising anymore or posting any more jobs. And okay. I think we can automate all that and bring those people back um, we can run marketing and talent networks in an automated way. We can run things like chatbots to deal with simple level inquiries. Right now, we're seeing chatbots um, and real ones for both um, for both candidates and recruiters. So I think you can connect the two. You can do things like um, can, can I ask for a definition of chatbot? 
Yeah. <laughs> Point of clarity, please. Uh, well, what, I mean, what, what, what the hell is a chatbot? A robot well, you've chat? Got three different, you've got three different types of bots. So a chatbot is, some, is something you're going to communicate with. You're, you're going to ask a question to. Um, now, the... Uh, the chatbots as they are now are kind of like um, they're branches of questions. We can answer this type of question, but not general stuff. But you might go yeah. to a website and say, and the first thing it says is, "What do you want to see?" And you go, "I want to see, um, I want to see jobs in Philadelphia for Java," and it does that. That, that it runs that inquiry for you and comes back to you. It's exactly the same as a web-based version of something like Siri. Um, or any of the sure. any of the chat technology. That's where you're talking. That's you're talking to it as a person rather than we're using it more and more in other areas of life, like customer service, deliveries, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's chat bots and there's search there's search bots, and then there's task bots, which are three different things. I think we get kind of really confused with these when we talk about them in the recruiting space. A chat bot is to communicate with, and there's different levels of sophistication. A okay, search bot will search bots. data. I have heard enough Obviously, about Obviously, Bill bots. has been doing some bot research. Yeah, I've, heard well, yeah, I've been doing some work. Okay. I heard yeah. enough about bots. Okay. What are the two biggest? What are the two businesses? This is also from from Facebook. It's it's live. What people are thinking now. What are the two biggest mistakes that new recruiters make? I can tell you what the, the answer is. Yeah. The two the biggest. First is probably years. getting into recruiting. For <laughs> 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 thinking it's a people business. Um, two, two, big, two biggest mistakes that that, uh, that new that new recru- that new recruiters make. I think what and that really, that answer is really going to be dictated about whether you're talking about a corporate environment or a um, let's a, go a with corporate environment first. or an agency. Agent but I'd say number one answer is thinking is thinking that you're there to help people. I don't think you're not there to be decent to people. I think that's a different argument. Um, but actually, actually, what the role is, and what the, actually what the role is, and what the function is. Um, and the second thing I would say is misunderstand, mistaking influence with sales. What does that mean? And that's what I pick up as the two main mistakes. Yeah, but what's the second one mean? I didn't. I don't understand it. Influence versus sales. What does that mean? Influence and versus you know sales. What? I think the recruit. The recruiting role is uh, people are. It's much less about right um, having uh, these fixed lines you could dole out to people. These things you could do to turn people around a counter offer situation or anything like that. It's much more about really um, influence of people uh, of having trust from the people you're dealing with, being able to give them good advice and let them make their own decisions rather than trying to force the decisions for well, them. What, Understand okay, that what, if you. If a company makes a bad hire, it's going to be shit, shit for everyone. Okay. So well, you might get another figure on the board, but it's not going to work out. Yeah. What's the difference between giving them good advice and sales? Sales for you means pushy, selfish uh, communication, and influence means honest communication. Am I right about that? Is that what you're saying? I think influence is just being trusted. So when you're giving information, but equally, I'm, you might be saying things to people like, "Don't take this job. This isn't the right thing for you, or this isn't what you're looking for." Okay. This isn't what sales, you want. sales never says that. Is that what you're saying? Oh no! Oh, oh, for the most part, we're really trying to we're pushing on the close, and I see more. I see. I still see everyone using the old um, 
or lots of people using the old 1980s, 1990s sales techniques we remember of this is how you close someone, get them to say yes. All the old Tony Byrne stuff, if you remember all that. This is what you, uh, this is what you do, this is what, this is how you get people to your okay, position the, of all strength. The stuff, all the Tommy Hopkins stuff that Jerry loves, that's Love old it. hat. That's old hat. That's what you're saying, right? I don't know Tommy Hopkins, so I'll have to oh, go and research on that, oh. man. Um, okay, I've got to do an ad. It was good. To, if, if, if people don't let me do this, I'm going to block everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, do, it. do it real fast. Yeah, I want, if you be quiet, I will, okay? I want, to talk, I want to talk to you today about <laughs> Hire Tool. I'm going to spell it for you because it's got an odd spelling. H-I-R-E. Yeah, go get one. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E. T-U-A-L, Hire Tool is famous for being great at finding email addresses. But you know what? It's really a total sourcing tool. Bill was talking about automating sourcing. It doesn't automate it for you, but it automates parts. It'll help you write a Boolean string to search on all kinds of valuable sites. And listen to this. The other day on my Facebook group, there was a discussion about LinkedIn, and one recruiter said, I got on the Hire Tool platform, and it is amazing. I'm cutting out LinkedIn Recruiter as soon as my contract is up. It has become a glorified job board with the egregious prices they're charging today. I don't find it worthwhile anymore. But with tools like Hire Tool out there, why should I pay LinkedIn? Reach out to Nin Tran. And get a demo. It's worth it, this guy said. And I'm going to tell you just what one other recruiter said. She said, and I know her well, here's what I recommend. Dump LinkedIn recruiter and get the $59.99 LinkedIn account. Then get higher tool subscriptions for your whole team. It ends up being way cheaper. So there you have it. From the trenches, check out HireTool.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Does anybody want to ask Bill a question or argue with him or anything like that? I'd like to ask him a question. Go ahead. In regards to what you said earlier and people that uh, don't like being called on the phone. um, A little louder. A little louder? Okay. In regards to your question earlier about people that don't like to be called on the phone, Bill, um, you said that you believe – I wanted to know if you believe that's a result of the approach from the consultant or the recruiter calling them, or do you have general experience from your own phone calls to form that opinion? I think we have to look wider than recruiting. The world isn't just about our bubble. So if you think about your um, your own life, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you're different to other people. But do you answer every call even when you don't know who the, who the caller is? So I think we've, we've had more and more filters put in. So I think what's happening is we're much more reluctant to talk to strangers or to be suspicious of people we don't know. So usually it's uh, where, uh, where voice fits into a relationship is later than it used to, say, when, when, when the phone was the only tool available to, to us to connect. And if you rang someone as a stranger, the phone would ring in their office at the end of a wire. They wouldn't see you as a stranger, they'd pick it up and you could kind of try and catch them off guard a little bit. I think all of those things are um, rapidly disappearing both, uh, and it's much more about um, people being aware of you and 
inviting you to speak to them um, when it's an appropriate time. So you, you talk to no, them. I don't agree. Be, yeah, I don't know what you then. Tell, tell me. I mean, I think in certain, I think in certain instances, Bill, I think you're, I think you're bunching everybody, every, well, let's call it every candidate into one big massive pool. I think if you're talking about, and I don't like to go back to it, your hard rock thing, you're talking about, let's call it entry level to, you know, that kind of thing. If you're talking about mid, no, that's not what I'm talking about. At all. Senior, that's not you, what I'm talking about at all. So, you're well, then go ahead. Um, I, I, I'm talking about everything up to. Um, senior level, but I'm even thinking beyond candidates. I'm talking about people in life, how willing people are to yeah. take cold calls from people or talk to strangers until they've established a reason for that. You call. know what? I saw Jerry um, say on Facebook. I saw Jerry say on Facebook that he's so deluged with these uh, constant marketing calls that you know he doesn't. He, he's not surprised that people don't want to answer the phone for any calls they don't know. I think talent talks. Kelly said it too, but I. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I've seen lots of people say they don't want to answer the phone. True or not, uh, on a general basis, I don't know. Any, anything else? Or should I go back to my questions? What about the first guy? You want to tell us who you are? Who was that? Sounded like you were a first-time caller. You don't have to tell us. Uh, Rich Moore. Rich oh, Moore. Oh, Rich, okay. Uh... Rich, any more yeah. questions for Bill? You, Bill is an, uh, Rich is an agency recruiter, very active. You want another question for him? No, I, I I can hold the rest. I'd, I'd like to hear some more people's questions. They might somebody else might need to talk. So go ahead. It's cool. Okay. No, no, no. I I've got plenty plenty of questions. Oh. Bill, 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 wake up. Yeah, I'm okay. here. I'm with you. Jim Durbin, the famous Jim Durbin, did a survey, and he said uh, he was looking for the five trends that are most overhyped, and this is what he came up with: artificial intelligence, big data. CRMs, mobile, and Twitter, okay? Now, are those things overhyped or are they, you know, or are they legitimately getting a lot of um a lot of news and a lot of chat about them today? Well, well let, let me you know, start by asking you asking you one question, which is where did Jim conduct that survey? You on know, Facebook, how did you, I guess. Facebook. And how many people too? I don't know. But so it's probably to a closed audience. So I would say out of those topics, what is, what is overhyped? Probably one of the five, which would be Twitter for me. Twitter's, Twitter's way overhyped. I think CRMs are becoming um, critical to, to recruiting businesses. In fact, becoming critical pretty much to any business. I think the CRM thing is pretty critical. What else did Jim think was hype on the... Artificial on intelligence? The, I would agree with that. Uh, no, no, I think, I, I think there's a difference between AI is becoming um, massively impactful on what we're doing, down to even things like what's even in your Facebook feed, what's in your Twitter feed. That, that's how the, the Internet works on artificial intelligence and algorithms, right? So I think for Jim to say that is nonsense. I think what Jim's saying is a lot of people are talking rubbish about it, which I would agree. There's a lot of misinformed okay. how stuff. Does, where... How does artificial intelligence affect the average agency recruiter? Well, first of all, it's how the Internet works. I think we've got to understand how the Internet works, which is you know what, what you no, 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 Bill, don't be a thought leader. Don't talk airy-fairy. I'm not being a thought leader. I'm, I'm, telling you something that, I'm telling you something that's absolutely... Dude, you just got off the man that was going to tell us finally how the Internet works. 
Yeah, I don't want to hear about the internet. Come on, dude. I don't want to hear about this. Yeah, you, you, you. Increasingly, we're getting in echo chambers, right? So we only seek posts and comments and feeds and connections from people who are like us, people who talk like us, and people who think like us. So less and less the internet is about giving us a wider view and more about showing us more people who agree with us. So if Jim Durbin runs a survey or asks a question or you ask one in your group or you go to your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or your LinkedIn feed, more and more of the updates and feeds you're going to see are going to agree with you. I mean, you know, elections are being won on this stuff. This is how we end up with the presidents that we do, right? What? I don't elections care about are being that. Won on this no, Bill, Bill, please listen to me. We're almost out of time. Really, it, no, no, it Bill, becomes please, important listen to, me. to understand. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'll talk through you now because I... I, I heard one thing Talk in the show me, so far. I heard one thing in today's show that people can take away. Yeah, you can have this job chat online using some some platform that you mentioned. Yeah. But I'm looking for something that someone like Rich Moore or Alan Fuhrer or Jerry can take home from. I believe you know something you don't want to tell us. You're always talking to me. I, 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 think I think there's a whole lot of stuff. It, 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 once you look at your workflow, there's a whole lot of stuff that you could automate, and there's a whole lot of simple tools you could use to do that. So I, I think I'd go away and start looking at, forget about AI for a minute and what's intelligent machine learning, things like what you were talking about, higher tool and some of these sourcing tools, actually using some of them, but automating them direct from jobs rather than trying to do the, create the, the human job, job string and just make it much simpler for you. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, that's, that's pretty simple. You've just got to use a parsing tool to, to pass a job into a search tool. So um, that, 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 that's, quite, that's quite a simple automation. So you probably use a parsing tool like um, a Daxtra or a Sovereign or, one, or Broadbean or any of those tools. They will... That, that they will pass for you, and you can pass into a source tool, which will create the code. So you, you won't need to have any human involvement in that. Automate some of your searches and see what comes back. Okay, got to um, do an ad. Direct, I have to do my last ad. I have to do my ad. Don't fight with me, okay? Do I'll get ad. it over with if people stop fighting me. Hi, everybody. Hi, I'm back. Look, have you – oh, gee, what is it I want to tell you? Okay, I just got so confused. Now, look, remember I mentioned Martin Snyder before? He's the boss over at PC Recruiter. Well, he tells me, and he's an expert. He's been in the business for a long time. He tells me that when you buy recruiting software, your focus should not be on the you know, capabilities of the ATS or the CRM platform itself. That's not the whole story. No, you've got to be concerned about the capabilities of the ATS vendors, the partners of the guy who makes the software, and the quality of their integrations. Yeah, that's what's important. And PC Recruiter is proud of its partners. It loves to put them on display, and some of them are. Hireable, Text Kernel, Broadbean. Uh, you know, our friend here, Bill, just mentioned them a few times. Logic Melon, Ring Central. And there's more, but I'm not going to talk about them. What I want to say is when you deal with PC Recruiter, you're not just buying good software, you're buying good support as well. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter loves you. Yes, it does. And you can read all about it at PCRecruiter.net. 
pcrecruiter.net. Now, I want to go back to Bill before the show's over and talk a little more, for instance, Hey, side about, note. Pardon me? Instead of a sandwich, I found some English roast from last night in the fridge. Ooh, That's what I'm having right now. Yeah. Okay, Bill, Bill, just let me understand something. So you've got a job description. You've got your parsing tool, broad bean is what you mentioned, and you've got... Well, but you know uh, others. There, there are other well, popular brands. Bean. Let's just be concrete. I know yeah, you're yeah. like a professor in the ivory tower. I'm like a 17 or 18-year-old kid who's in your class. Don't talk over my head, okay? So you've yeah. got the broad bean. You've got the higher tool. You've got the job description. Three things. How do you get that job description into higher tool without having to do it manually? Uh, tell me. Well, tell that's passed in the same way. So you're, you're going to set... Your job is going to go somewhere, usually into your ATS, right? So the other tool I'd recommend you go away and have a look at, it is something I've been working on. It's a product built for agency recruiters called Placement Feed um, that produces shortlists and other opportunities when candidates go into a system. So um, you should have some kind of passing between the first data entry. So if you get a job and you upload it or you create a job spec, Something's going to happen with that information. It's either going to go to your website or it might go to your job distribution. Well, that should equally go into matching the data that you've got um, to come back and say, right, you already have these people in your, in, your, in your CRM. You're already connected with people who could do this job or you have 20 candidates or you have 30 candidates on LinkedIn or 20 candidates in the Monster CV database who you can con and do you want to contact them, and we'll send them each a personalized message. Um, so that, that, that's a fairly easy tech play to do. Hold on a second. Is to no, actually no, automate no, no. the answer, matching and let's answer. Let's answer the question I posed. Don't make me wrestle. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to come on more often so I can train you how to be a good guest, okay? You've yeah, got yeah, your times. You've got your job. To, it's not enough, apparently. Just get, just get Mike Raymond back on the show, man. Let's just, yeah. let's just have a tear up. You've got your job description. What happened to him? You've got, you've got broad He's still his firm. You've got your job description. His firm of one got, is doing excellent. You've got your job description. You've got broad bean, and you've got higher tool. Just tell me. Walk me through it. How do I get my job description into higher tool without enter, entering the terms myself, okay? How do I automate that? You've just got to look at an inter, what's, an integra- what's the integration between the two. And, and what you were talking about with Martin, Martin quite often is talking about partnerships rather than integrations. Where can, and most, most tools or technology have what's called an API, and the APIs will connect. They'll talk to each other. So you can set your parser, your CRM, to talk to your parser, to talk to your matching tool to give you a shortlist. And, and actually connecting those four things in a row is, is quite an easy, um, it's an easy tech job to do. One of the, probably your CRM can do that for you. Okay, so Broadbean, to connect Broadbean <coughs> to higher tool yeah, Broadbean, is an easy thing Broadbean, to do. Broadbean, placement feed, um, Sovereign, Daxtra, Text Kernel that comes out who are now own 50% by Career Builder. Any of those kind of passing products are for passing candidates and candidate data. And, and then look at how you can, uh, tools that help you to search candidate data and to market and communicate to candidates without you needing to do any of that work. 
Okay, so, so really when... what you should be ending up what what you should be working on is your short lists and working on those. Those people have come back and said, Yeah, I'm interested, I wanna do this. You, you you don't need a human to do that. You don't need a person to do that. It's cumbersome, takes up time. You don't need a person and let to people do what? Cost... create create everything create I think list? everything up every everything up to the short list can be done in an automated way. Um once we get to the short list is where we want to start involving people and relationships and probably moving to moving to voice co- voice connection. Okay, so that let might me ask a question. Voice connection let me ask. Human. Let me clarify. You're you're actually talking something yeah. I can understand now. Okay, so you got your search in Hire Tool. Does does Hire Tool or whatever does it, it is? Yeah. Does there are other popular brands other than animal advertisers, but yeah, it could okay, be a Hello Hire Tool. You can mention anyone you want. Okay, but like, yeah. you can Hire Tool or or a PC Recruiter, <laughs> will they send out your automatically without you having to do anything? As soon as you, your search is done, will they send out the the email? Yeah, if you've configured everything correctly, you can you can personalize your messages to people. You can run your pool in that way. You can find people that you've searched for before. You can find silver medalists who've come close on similar jobs to similar organizations with similar dynamics. There's all kinds of ways okay. in which and you then, can actually and use then the data. And then for the people who reply to the email, then you get <clears throat> yeah. somebody on the phone with them. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, if people come back with an interest, you can, you, there's no reason why they can't come back to something like a search bot, which will search for additional information to qualify those people down to a shortlist and it's actually the shortlist the people on the shortlist that you talk to so you concentrate on those candidates who are exactly in the zone exactly in the right place who are doing the right things this is exactly the same thing as has been happening in in marketing for a long time we've just been really slow to to move there from a recruiting okay, perspective so these guys my final question these guys at sourcecon who are sourcecon right now should they be shaking yeah. in their boots? Should they be shaking in their boots? No, well, I, I think what I think what's actually happened, and this is being a topic of a complete show, I guess, is what we're seeing is the role of a sorcerer is disappearing, and the role of a recruiter is disappearing, and they're kind of merging into one. So you've seen more recruiters needing to be at a source. So I would imagine most of the people at SourceCon are going to be recruiters wanting to learn how to source rather than sources wanting to learn how to source, unless they're the presenters. So I think that, that that's a major change um, that we're seeing. That's why sources, sources you know, in, in, in our time, the original sources spent less, would not have spent time um, trying to engage with candidates. Now sources are responsible for engagement and everything up to shortlist. So, that's because the machines you know, I, are I doing their work. Shake, I don't think they should be shaking in their boots, but I think they should be rethinking um, and not be – at the moment, what we've got is almost like the resistance. If anyone mentions AI or automation or robots or um, moving on from the phone as the principal means of con- contact, every, immediately there's a barrier up. There's people saying, no, you can't do that because of this. It's a human business. Let's put the humans back in it. I think start exploring start exploring this stuff properly and see what you can do and, and, and how, can we actually make, how can we actually make things better and easier for everyone. Anybody got a question before the show's over? Anybody on the line got a question before the show's over? For Bill is one of the smartest people ever on the animal show. To have this man here five times, and I assume you don't even have to pay him, is, is a godsend. Thank you, Bill. 
This guy knows it, what's it, going it's on. A I, I, I enjoy coming here, Jerry. I love your stuff, and I want to know when we're going hunting and fishing. Uh, come on um, over. We'll just e- blast anything that moves. E- yeah, equally, I'm, e- equally, I want to put in a special, a, a special request that we have Jerry as a guest. Yes. Mm. Okay. Okay. Right. Bill Borman, Alan Floor, yep. uh, Rich Moore, Jerry, Maureen, who wasn't here, but I'll thank her anyway. Uh, Simon Meth and Shannon and Talent Talks who are on Twitter. Thank you. Okay, but the show itself, I just... Same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. I can see... This is what you say. I can see in your face when you're uncomfortable in your clothes. Uh-huh. Help your... Help your body out before you have a problem. That's what you say. And here's your advice. Use body glide on your inner thighs and under, and under tight bra straps. I don't know what body when you glide. have that prickly heat syndrome animal. What's body glide? What's body, body glide? glide is what marathoners use or what um, chubby girls use, like me. I've used it on my thighs you know, when they rub back and forth together. They no, say, good. You say there is monistat, soothing care, chafing relief, and awesome. vagicil satin. Sorry, I don't know what those are. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Can I? Can I tell you something? If you are itching <laughs> or uncomfortable, I can see it. I can see it. Take care of that stuff before you come in my office. Okay. Then you said, does your clothing smell perfumey with a hint of body odor at the seams? If so, watch your wash your clothing with wind. So you want to get those smells out. Don't come in my office and smell like you've been working until like 10 o'clock at night the night before. Wash your clothes and that stuff. It just eliminates Man, the smell. Man, why don't you drop, that, drop ship that from your site? Here's some more. Women should wear. Women should wear.